Welcome to the first ever remotely recorded episode on Hamburger Generation Jeel Al Hamburger. Our ever-present guest Mo Abu Zayed tells his story of backpacking across Vietnam on a 50-year-old Kickstarter engine, clutch-challenging, communist, Honda Win exterior motorcycle that lands him into a whole world of learning curves he never expected. I hope you enjoy the show. Mo, well, are you going to just keep talking about your beep test and try to squeeze it into every conversation? I got, I got my, uh, I broke my record today, my all-time record. Well, what level did you reach? I reached level 10, 6. Like, I completed 6. Mm, nice. In level 10. Very I'm impressive. really proud of you, Mo. According to some random website I once found online, amateur football players are 11. Should be 11. Uh, yo, Mo, explain the beep test. What is it? Okay, so the beep test is this uh, fitness test that's used a lot uh, to determine the fitness of soccer players. Uh, it's used yeah. in soccer more, more, more mainly, or and many other sports. But it's um, it's just a beep. It's an audio file that beeps. It goes level one, beep, 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 and then so in between the beeps, you have to make it from one point, point A to point B. It's just a straight line of running, mm. and then you have to get to the other side before the next beep, and then you run back. You go. And you run back, yeah, and it's a 20-meter yeah, yeah. distance. And so by the time it goes to, like, level two, the beeps get faster. It's like, beep, 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 mm. you know? Like, and then level three gets faster and faster. So it's about a 20-meter uh, uh, distance, yeah, which, uh, which is about which is, it's about 16 uh, strides if you're jogging. So you're, you're never really um, sprinting. But near the end, like level eight, nine, like that's nine is when I start like thinking of suicide. That's <laughs> when like it's you just it's it's like <gasps> it's more than anything. It's like a, a lung capacity test, you know. It's just purely yeah. cardio test. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's, I can, it's I can definitely relate. I can definitely relate because I did the beep test, and before I started, Mojo was like, "Oh, it's rough." I'd be really surprised if you made it up to five. He told me that. So then I was like, okay, for all womanhood, I'm going to prove myself and make it way past five. So then um, I went like one, two, three, four. I was getting like faster. Five, six. I was like, oh, come on. Seven, <laughs> eight, nine. And I was making it to 10, right? And I went like, 10 and then i looked at mom like Bleh! and then i went beep level two the, and, oh, 10 is, oh. and i was like i don't know if i can do level two <laughs> every 10 was one level it was like, like 10 shuttles ever it's not with that shuttle number five in the first <laughs> level and she's like yes i did it <laughs> i was like i did it and i was like what i did it mo <laughs> <laughs> she finished level, she finished she finished level when she finished the tenth run, she's like, yeah, oh and she looked at me, she stopped. I'm like, where you go? And then it goes, level two, starting now. And the was, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's like the highest like 
fall like you go from like i'm a champion to <laughs> yeah, i'm yeah. a failure in life so, yeah yeah thanks to me yeah. anyways good fun okay. though Mo. yeah take it away okay what are you got? um so a few years ago you know i did the whole finished university save up some money and i'm gonna go travel across southeast asia and eat pray love discover myself and go backpacking for <laughs> for several 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 months you know and the part of the world that i ended up going to is southeast asia so i went to like thailand and cambodia and laos and uh vietnam which is where this story takes place it was in vietnam and vietnam at the time was the the fourth country on my in my southeast asian adventure and so i had met lots of people in thailand and laos and cambodia and everyone spoke about like it sounded like the holy grail of the southeast asia backpacking tour this was probably like five months into my trip but it sounded mm. like the holy grail was to get a motorcycle and drive it across the whole length of vietnam from south to north okay well how long mm. of a trip is that it's about 2000 something kilometers so it's uh the, of course you can take take it slow take it easy whatever uh but i wanted to do it in like my plan was to do like the whole country in maybe like two two three weeks and i was thinking when i got so the in vietnam for anyone who doesn't know is a really skinny skinny and long country south and north right okay so i didn't you, know that's how it looked yeah yeah so it's like skinnier and it hugs the coast all the way what which makes it really awesome for a one way bike ride because when you go from the southernmost city which is ho chi minh also known as saigon all the way mm. to uh, uh, hanoi in the north which is the capital then you basically see like you see every province of the country you see little villages along the way you see all the major all everything that the country has and of course give or take like oh i want to take the route that's on the coast or i want to take the route that's more inland a little bit but more or less it's you get to see a lot of the country mhm so it was yeah. it was like a really awesome uh <clears throat> adventure adventure that i wanted to do i had now i had courage i'd been backpacking for like 5 months I'm like yeah man i'm a professional backpacker you know like getting cocky with it and uh <laughs> i was starting to run out of money it was like my my fifth month as i mentioned I had just saved up some money working a job in a law firm actually for 3 months and then I got fired big time. And then uh what's it called? What, Dude, what 5 months was, is a long time though, eh? Like let's agree on that. 5 months is a long time or do you not feel like it was a long time? Yeah, that's lots of slaps. She's using her phone. That's all. Oh, true, true. I'm really coming to laugh on this one. <laughs> Get stand straight doesn't have spine. Oh, yeah, you need to get like a ca- a cane for your fucking laptop screen. <laughs> I wanted to say was that uh, you know the working semester from hell or something else? 
No, no, this was uh, immediately after we graduated from university. Wow. Uh, not immediately, but I got a job in Dubai in a law firm. Uh, actually, yeah. I thought I could work it up, but anyway, I was the absolute worst employee you could ever <laughs> imagine, ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember you, you told a story that involved you at that job in our episode called uh, Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Do you remember that oh, one? Oh, true, true. When, when yes. uh, Dina, the car accident. The, 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 guy, the guy who got in a car accident and tried to claim it was the Indian dude who hit him. And it was yes. his fault. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So right yeah, after guys, that, you decided to go Vietnam yeah. and uh, motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, this world doesn't appreciate heroes like me. I need to get out there. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, my whole trip, I had saved up 27,000 dirhams and it dwindled down to zero when I got back to Dubai eventually. But Whoa. that, that 27,000 dirhams lasted me a total of seven months abroad. Two of those months were in India, which is an entirely other story, but that, that was like probably my favorite part of it. But the Southeast Asia part was epic as well. Um, starting with Vietnam. Okay, let me tell you about Vietnam. So let me tell you about the story. So I took a bus from Sihanoukville in the southern coast of Cambodia, and I crossed horizontally into the south of Vietnam, into the town that is into the city that's called Ho Chi Minh, right? I arrived there with the amazing plan of arrive in Ho Chi Minh, buy a motorcycle bike, buy a motorcycle, motorcycle bike. Yeah, no need for bike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buy a motorcycle, <laughs> redundant, and, uh, and just start driving north, you know, and I'll figure it out on the way. And luckily, at, in, in Vietnam, I hadn't done this in the other countries previously, but I bought a SIM card so that I could have internet, so I could use Google Maps. The while, plan uh, sounds while, solid. Yeah. Now, the only issue with this is that I've never driven a motorcycle before, okay? I don't know how to operate a motorcycle. I've driven scooters in Thailand and Cambodia, like scooters which you get on and you go... Yeah. Those are easy to figure out, yeah. So there's nothing to it. There's acceleration, and then there's the brake. It's automatic, okay? Yeah. And me, having grown up in Canada, in Dubai, uh, both countries where you don't learn to drive manual. Uh, so if anyone who's listening knows how to drive manual, you know that there's something called a clutch, which you have to press down when you change the gears, and then you have to release the clutch slowly to, to pick no up idea. So not, not, not a clutch driver. Not a clutch driver. I don't know. I've never driven manual before. No idea what these concepts are. Exactly. And like, I knew that you, like I knew as much as like, I, some, like a friend before I arrived in, Cambo uh, in Vietnam, while I was in Cambodia, told me like, yeah, yeah, man, it's the easiest thing. You just, you just hold the clutch when you want to change the gear. You know, like that's it. You know? Mm. Uh-huh. So your whole trip was based on that guy's advice. <laughs> yeah, the guy. Like, like me, oh, he me. said it's easy. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, like, I was planning it. <laughs> and then a dude is like, you know, I was talking to a guy and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of worried. By the way, I'm saying a dude, a friend told me it was Fajr. I was with Fajr in Cambodia when this happened. Fajr's like, yeah, it's really easy. Fajr, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my brother. So I wanted to go motorbike shopping. Uh, 
in, so, but I'm smart. I know that it's difficult and I, and you know, you could kind of mess it up if you don't change gears correctly. So I didn't want to yeah. buy a bike and mess it up. I went to a bike rental shop to rent a bike for a day. And I'm like, I'll learn tonight and take off tomorrow with a, with a, with a bike that I bought. Yeah. Okay, so you and gave yourself like one evening? One evening, I'm like, I'll just rent it tonight, master the clutch, return the bike, and then the next day, and then go straight and buy a bike. I had already lined up someone on a buyer. There's like this whole trail in Vietnam, the, the exchange of bikes is so common that there's like an online bike trading portal for backpackers. So like there's always someone in Ho Chi Minh who wants to do it up to Hanoi, and there's always someone in Hanoi mm. who wants to do it to Ho Chi Minh. So you How can convenient. Yeah, yeah. So you can go to a mechanic who take literally like oncoming people from when they arrive to Hanoi. You can go to a mechanic and sell it, or you can try to find another backpacker and get a, a better deal. The mechanic will kind of screw you a little bit, you know? Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I ended up buying mine from a person. Like I found because it was it's cheaper than buying it from a mechanic. But anyway, anyway. So I rented, I rented the bike. It's a Honda Win. It's the model. They call it a Honda Win uh, because the outside body of the bike looks like it's a Honda Win, but these are like 50-year-old bikes, and the, the engines have been, uh, re, have been changed, and the insides of the bike changed so many times with like cheap Vietnamese parts mm. now. It's not really a, a Honda Win, but they're called Honda Wins anymore. Uh, anyway, so I urge anyone who's never been to Ho Chi Minh to go on Google or just Google image like Ho Chi Minh driving or motorbikes in Ho Chi Minh. Maybe, maybe yeah. you know, young Jimmy, you want to share your screen and Google <laughs> search it because it's, it's unbelievable the amount of motorbikes that are, that, that are on the streets there. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. It's like an ocean of motorbikers, like almost shoulder to shoulder, filling up entire roads, you know, like really, really oh. wide roads. And it's, it's like an ocean of drivers. There's behind you, in front of you, right and left. They all drive in unison like bees or something, you know. So anyway, um, obviously, when looking around, I'm like, this is the city that I chose to learn how to road, ride a motorbike. It's so intimidating, you know, like uh. it's, everyone's super close to each other. They're all really good. And like, obviously... I think I, I, I mentioned, I remember Fedja saying a stat that was something like Ho Chi Minh has uh, 6 million people in it as a city and the number of bikes is 12 million. Like everyone has a bike and everyone drives a bike, you know, even kids and families. Like, you know, it's just like uh, a bike, definitely a motorbike city. Anyway, so I go and I find the rental shop. And of course, it's, it's Southeast Asia. You don't need to show that you have a motorcycle driving license or edit or anything like that but uh which you know, clearly you didn't have because you never even sat I've, on a bike <laughs> never never he just I've never even theoretically learned how to use a clutch exactly not even yet i just have an idea that you can figure it out so um and and there's people who do this bike ride on motor on scooters you know, so the scooter option was there, but in my head, I'm like, nah, motorbikes are cooler, man. You know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so annoying, man. Dude, yeah. just, why? What? 
what's the advantage of having the motorcycle other than the coolness aspect? Yeah, well, it looks really cool. And two, got that. Yeah, way, way more powerful. And just like in the romanticism of like the solo traveler, like a motorcycle, like, you know, break down and shift gears and, you know, like yeah. there's more romance it's, on the road when there's. It's called the motorcycle so, diaries, not the scooter <laughs> diary. Yeah, that's not the motherfucking moped diary. <laughs> so all of, all of your explanation all still falls under the coolness aspect. Cool, coolness. There is the, the romance of, of like, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there is the aspect of like, you know, the, the run-down motorcycle from like 20 years ago, the Honda Wind. It's kind of iconic. And they, all of them have like this communist star on them in red. Like it's just, it looks, yeah, it's only looks. <laughs> coolness, coolness. So, so obviously, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it the right way, I guess. It's one of those. Might as well go all the way with it. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, go exactly. Go home. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and like it sounds cooler. It's not like a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. So anyway, I find the place I'm going to rent it from. Yeah. I do the exchange and the guy looks at me and I, I remember he's like, you know, you know how to drive? Like, you know how to drive like that? I'm like, yeah, 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 of course. And I, I, held, I held the bike and I'm so goddamn nervous <laughs> because I don't, I don't want to see the shop owner that I'm renting the bike from. He, I don't want him to see me get on and fail miserably, like right after, mm. you know? So I'm so, like, don't know what to do. We do the exchange. I give him my passport, I give him like the $10 or whatever it was for the night. And I hold the bike and you try to move the bike. You know, you just want to walk. I just wanted to walk it away from the shop. Like a bicycle. Like a bicycle. Like a bicycle. But it doesn't just move. It doesn't move because it's on, the clutch stops it. So you, I held on, I, I held on to the clutch, like, like it, was, it was almost like in the moment, oh yeah, yeah, clutch will make it roll. Like, it's like putting it in neutral for, you know? Yeah. So, I, so you knew? I, 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 like, I don't know if I knew or if I did it, but at the time I remember being like, hold the clutch. I mean, if you, I guess I did know like somehow theoretically, but anyway, so I held the clutch and it started rolling and I'm like, <laughs> can you imagine me like walking away from the guy and he's like, watching me like to get on the bike and drive away. I just like, like, start walking. Just like walking. He's like looking at me. I'm like 20 meters away and I'm still walking like, like, like scared that he's going to watch me fail. So I, I kept walking and I turned the corner to out of sight now. Yeah. I like walk to the next town over. And most yeah, like so finally now I can learn. <laughs> Yeah, finally, yeah. now I can learn. But dude, the rental shop is in like the busiest district of the central like backpacker area of Ho Chi Minh. Like there's so many motorbikes every. Like I'm like, I, when I sit on it and I'm looking, there's seas of people on bikes and I need to be able to turn it on, clutch, first gear and like drive into the traffic. It's not an easy, smooth, it's not like an empty road that I can practice on or whatever. For the motorbike shop owner, a uh, very strategic move makes sense for him to own that, right? Like, because people that need bikes are in the bike area, not people yeah. that don't know how to drive bikes, uh, want bikes in the non-bike yeah. area, like, yeah. logically. <laughs> yeah. He's a wise businessman. 
Um, actually, once I was speaking to a Vietnamese lady, and she was telling me in Vietnam, the man who buy buy little price and sell high price in Vietnam, we say he's very smart man. I'm like, like a trader, a trader. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man who, man who buy little price, sell high price, very smart. <laughs> As opposed to those idiots buying high yeah. price and selling low. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I turned, I turned the corner and now is the moment of truth of me trying to, to start it. And dude, yeah. like the emotional trauma that unfolded was me trying to, to you can turn it on and it's still in zero. Like it's still in, in, I'm still holding the clutch. As soon as you turn it first gear and I let go of the clutch hit and hit, and like you know, I put it first gear, then I uh, let go of the clutch and hit the acceleration. The bike goes like, and it turns off. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm not doing it right, but I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm just switching to first gear and hitting acceleration. Like I thought you let go of the clutch to drive, you know, so yeah. I try it again. It goes like, boom, 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 boom. and like the engine starts making like, boom, boom, boom. And now there's a crowd around me. That's like, mm. Oh no, no, no. You hold uh, the, like, you know, like he's showing, showing me how to like a Vietnamese dude from the side of the road came and he's like, Show, he's like making me hold, he has his hand on my hand, I remember? And he's like, no, you do like this. Okay, drive, you know, like that. Uh -huh. Like he was trying to guide me as, as to how to do it. Are you so causing like huge traffic behind you because of yes, this? Yes, and, 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 and Vietnamese aren't like really nice like Thais or, or maybe like Filipinos, like they're, they're like, hey, like, they're like, ah, ah, like they drive, they're driving around and yelling, you know, it's not uh -huh. friendly. To add like, more pressure yeah it's like and especially it's like big city vibes and it's like it's a real city you know i'm like i'm like this idiot who doesn't know how to start the bike anyways it was really fucking embarrassing man the guy kept being like because what i was doing wrong is you have to release the clutch really slowly and when you release it slowly then you have to start applying acceleration very slowly if you go too fast the clutch slips and then the you you can't move it's it mm. damages Whoa. the clutch. What a strange so, concept. Yeah, it's, uh, so anyway, dude, after this whole thing happened, like, I swear to God, the guy who was helping me was like yelling at me in Vietnamese. And I don't know what he was saying. Like, it sounded like he was like, you fucking idiot. How, how do you expect to get a bike if you don't know how to drive a bike? You know, it's like that. It was like really embarrassing. Like, badalni, badalni proper. <laughs> Did you not explain to him? But tomorrow I have to ride across the country and I've only got two hours to <laughs> like, I don't know why I said the insanity of it. Yeah, I don't know why I set such a, un, like these unrealistic goals myself. But anyway, so then I'm like, fuck all of this. I got off the bike, I put it on clutch, and I'm just like, I am not driving this right now in this disgusting traffic. It was like 7 p.m. or something. I'm just going to go take it back to the hostel that I'm staying at leave it there, lock it up. And when the streets are empty at like one or 2 AM, I'm coming back out and then I'll try to learn. I'll find an empty road somewhere to, to learn how to drive this thing. Cause right now there's no way in hell I'm going to learn. Mm. So I, I did, low pressure, low pressure. Yeah. So I did that and I went back to my hostel 
you know, there's like a shared area in the hostel, like downstairs where some people who are staying there, the guests can sit around tables and things like that. There's like a kitchen or whatever. And I remember, I swear, dude, I, I shit you not. I sat there in that uh, like guest room because it had Wi-Fi. There's no Wi-Fi in my room. And I, op- I, had a, I, I opened my phone to YouTube, how to drive a motorcycle. And I had, I had the, motor, like the, the phone just like sitting in front of me like that. And <laughs> it was videos of like, I started with how to drive a motorcycle, like the basics. What, is this on up. your motorcycle or in your room? No, no, this is in the shared room. I'm in the room, room. okay, okay. In the, in the shared living room or whatever. I'm just sitting on a couch with the phone in front of me like this and I'm watching. And then I started watching videos of like how clutch works and what to do with a clutch and how, why are you stalling? It's called stalling. Why do you keep stalling on a motorcycle? And it's like, and it's showing you what to do with your hands. And I'm sitting there like this, watching this video, like, like, like a really intense, intensely, like, I have to do this tonight. I'm going to drive across, across the country tomorrow, you know? So I'm like sitting there and I'm like watching. And then, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like the mechanics. I'm like, yeah, okay, release the clutch. And like, remember one girl walking in, walking in, like she's some like backpacker girl. And she's like, uh, what, are you, what are you up to? Like, I'm uh, learning how to drive a motorcycle. <laughs> Isn't it obvious? Yeah, I'm learning how to drive Duh. a motorcycle. Uh, well, isn't, so that, isn't YouTube amazing for that? Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's YouTube, man. You gotta hand it to them. Yeah, it's such a crazy thing. Like you want to learn anything? Just like YouTube, anything, dude. I learned how to drive a motorcycle on YouTube. Yeah. Imagine taking this concept to the next level. Like, yeah, I want to learn how to do brain surgery. YouTube, how to do? <laughs> yeah. Call call over like your your little brother to practice on him. <laughs> so it works for everything. Uh, but I you I bet you a million dollars that surgeons in high school or whatever uh, in, in university and med school watch YouTube and do that. I bet you anything. Mm-hmm. People training. Uh, I, I, I there, agree. There's lots of surgeries on YouTube. I went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, lots of surgeries. Like open heart Ooh. ones, how they show you, and the guy who talks you through it, it's like university course stuff, you know, like, Ooh. you gotta cut the artery, and then you sew it up, and I'm watching, like, <laughs> <laughs> what were you I have, I, have, I have no, I have no idea. You? This will never benefit. There is never a time <laughs> in my life where someone's gonna be like, bro, I'm, trans- I'm transplanting this heart. Can I use a hand? <laughs> Which artery like, should I? <laughs> Wait, wait, which artery was it? Oh, I actually happen to have watched a YouTube video about it. <laughs> Funny you should ask. <laughs> Mojo's YouTube wormhole knowledge is hilarious. Like, he really goes deep into random ass topics. I go, I go deep. Go deep. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, so then... Yeah, I did the man, four hours straight of like doing this. And I keep like, I go outside and like I walk around the streets <laughs> a little bit and be like, nah, it's still too busy. And I was a little bit scarred mm. by like how everyone can be behdini just a few hours earlier. So I really wanted it to be on my own. 
So eventually, I, I, I get, I'm, I'm ready, the theory is there, the knowledge is there, I just need to learn how to execute. Uh, so I go outside and I, I grab the bike, I put it in neutral, mm. and I walk it really far. It's still too busy, the area that I'm staying in. What hour is this? This is like 1 or 2 a.m. Oh, wow, still busy. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, like, yeah and, dude, it's like, it's like a Kosan Road. Oh, you know it's like that, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and like and you, you have, you're armed with a little bit more knowledge than, hey, man, it's easy. Just release yeah, yeah, the clutch. Yeah. <laughs> just release the so clutch. So you have a little bit more <laughs> background. You just got to hold the clutch, change the gear, and go. <laughs> yeah. Did a little bit more research than, like, this random yeah. brother of yours. Exactly. <laughs> So I get to an empty street, man, and until sunrise, like until sunrise, I was working the clutch. Yeah. Like, dude, I, it started off as like, I got it once. I'm like, yes, I got it. And I'm moving. And when you start moving, it's easy. When you start moving, it's easy. Because then you hit the clutch, you change the second gear, it'll pick it up easy. Like everything is just when you come to a complete stop and you have to start again, the tricky stalling problem happens. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. So, so it started off being like, I got it. And, like, yeah! and I started driving down the street and I'd make it to the end of the street. And then I'd stop. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it again. And then I'd stall five times and then I'd get it again. And then it started being like every four times I would, it would work once every three stalls it would work till I was like consistently hitting it. Like, okay, I'm going to do it now. And I start, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, start, I, it started being like, every five successful times i'll stall once you know yeah. like i was getting was getting good i developed like a feel for it yeah. and so much repetition that like you know like the muscle memory started kicking in and i was doing it, it now naturally it's such a good feeling when you start applying a learned principle like oh, that's man. in your head yeah. and then it comes into reality and actually works oh my god dude yeah so exactly it, it felt okay. it felt amazing uh, and then I'm like, you know, I left the one empty alley that I was in. This is maybe like 5 a.m. or something. And I started driving around the city, you know, like now I'm actually like, oh, I'm going to stop. Oh, this traffic yeah. I'm going to stop at this traffic light that has like two or three other motorbikes. And I'm going to wait for it to go green and try. And like now there's pressure because there's cars around me. But I would stall when there's pressure. Like I'd get nervous. Like, oh, no, I can't mess this up. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and I would stall, I'd stall like once or twice at the traffic light, but then I would go, you know, then it was like, I was like applying a little bit more pressure, a little bit more pressure to myself. So eventually I got pretty damn good at like starting it well. I'm like, yo, Hanoi, here I come tomorrow. I'm coming, you know? <laughs> so you actually learned. I actually learned and I returned. I, uh, I went back to like the, to my room. Uh, that night, I slept for like a few hours, and the idea was wake up the next day, return the bike, go buy the bike that I want to buy, and that's yeah. it. You know, I'm, I'm going to take off. You yeah. know what you should have done? You should have like drove right in front of the shop where the guy was staring at you, and you were just walking away. Just keep driving in front of him, like, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I, I, I do remember, though, when I went to go buy the bike, when I went to go buy the bike, I can't remember if I bought the bike the same day I returned it, I returned the rental. Yeah. It might've been like a day or two or something like that. But when I eventually went to go meet the person that I met online who was selling the bike, there's some like Dutch couple 
who had just come from Hanoi to Ho Chi Minh, and they were selling their bike, something like $200. By the way, these bikes are inexpensive and like really, they're pieces of crap, but like they get the job done. It was amazing to learn on such a piece of crap machine. Um, right. For example, like there's things like a, a spark plug, which is what automatically starts the bike. So you can push a button on most, mo- any machine in the world, like a car today, you turn the key and it's, the ignition starts. Right. On a bike, yeah. every bike, you just push a button and it, it'll start by itself. But this bike didn't have uh, an ignition starter. I had to learn how to do the kickstarter and roll the bike and to get oh, it. Oh, with get the it. foot. With the foot yeah, pedal. Yeah, with the, the foot pedal, exactly. Yeah, okay, that's well, cool. Yeah, so I, I feel like I, I really learned on like the worst possible machine. So uh, it really grinded me really well. Like it's, it's poor handling, shaky and... Uh, all of that and what's it called it's kind of like learning guitar on a really piece of shit guitar and then moving mm. to a nice guitar and it sounds so good anyway okay so the motorcycle that you were about to buy was a good one. Oh no 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 it was the same piece of shit that i rented oh uh, okay okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah so then i went i met the couple we did the whole thing um and i remember when like when I, you know, when the guy's like, do you want to take it for a spin to try? I remember in my head, I'm like, huh. of course, I'm going to take it for a spin. Are you trying to test me? Uh, like I get on the bike, like, you know, clutch, no problem here. I know how to work the clutch and go into first gear. And like these dudes just drove across the country and I'm like showing off, like, see that transition to first gear? What? <laughs> <laughs> such a noob. Like the biggest noob of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually, yeah, so the day after I bought the bike, we did the exchange, $200. I said bye-bye to Ho Chi Minh, and I began my journey all the way up to Hanoi, which was a whole adventure in itself. But my first, first, like, from city A to city B was from Ho Chi Minh to a town called Dalat, Dalat, D-A-L-A-T, former French Connolly, Connolly, Colony. Col- colony. Colony. Col- colonialism and it was <laughs> colony, it was in, uh, <laughs> colony. Uh, and it's in the mountains mm. uh, so and it's like really beautiful to drive up there and everything but that was supposed to be like a five-hour drive i remember leaving at like 12 p.m or 1 p.m being like yeah i'll get there at 6 p.m like that but I messed up so bad with directions, wrong highways. There's so many massive <laughs> trucks on the highways that it's really scary. The motorbike takes like a, you're demoted in the hierarchy of things when there's motorcycles. You have to stay on the side every time a, mo- a, a truck passes. So it's really sketchy, like really sketchy. Oh, that's so and then, scary. And when there's uphill and downhill, sometimes you stop on uphill. Something that I hadn't learned or even considered is that I'd have to learn how to get clutch from zero to one while in an incline so you have to use your feet to balance it like it's a, it's a it's another challenging thing i had to learn on the way oh damn yeah. oh my, my god first, man dude, on my first day the trip that was supposed to take six hours i arrived in i'll tell you how when what i have when i arrived there later but on the way maybe six hours in in village 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 like nothing anywhere I was driving and I, I, hit the, I hit the back brake a little too strong. So my back tire skidded and it did like a tail whip while driving, like, you know, uh-huh. like a tail whip. and I fell huge injuries, 
my leg was all blood. I still have the scar on my hip, but it was my, both my knee, my feet, and my right hip where I fell and skidded across the road, blood dripping down my leg. And How fast laid, were you going? Maybe like 40 kilometers an hour, oh. 45, like fast enough for me to skid after I hit the road. And I saw the bike skid in front of me and I was skidding behind it. Were you wearing a helmet? Were you wearing protect, yeah, protective I'm gear, such, long pants? I'm, I'm such an idiot. I was wearing those like noodle, noodle flip-flops that go between your toes. Uh, and and shorts. I'm like completely unprepared. So v- v- Vietnam is really hot, you know. Like I'm not gonna wear like uh, like a leather jacket. Oh, screw this! But it doesn't look as cool as the flip flops. <laughs> yeah, because you're already going. You're already going for the cool bike look. You might as well finish off the whole look. Like Dude. this whole trip, you're just trying to act like you're in a magazine shoot or something. Dude, Dude. The, the, the thing happened. The, the accident happened. And there was like a little kid just like on the, in the village, like, you know, and there was like a drukane. And like the kid was like, <laughs> like standing there watching me as I was like on the floor. Oh, oh. Like I get up, I go to my bike and I, I pick my bike up and there's gasoline spilling out of it because like it was on its sides, you know. The whole day's like now gasoline on my feet. There's blood running down my legs. It's such a oh my God. awful, horrible scene. And I guess the kid ran or something. And an old Vietnamese lady came out to me. She's like, oh my God, like, you know, drive, like no, no English, no English. Even, you know, drive is like, not even, you know, she said, um, but I, I swear to God, I felt like I was being uh, again, like, ah, 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 like yelling at me. I'm like, oh, I'm like, so, so, so sorry. Like, I don't know, I don't know why she's mad at me. But she like took me, she took me by my hand and told me to come with her. And we went, she had a dukane and she sat me outside her dukane and I got bandages and started cleaning me up with like cleaning material. And mm. like, so I, I went from like trying to look cool or whatever to like bandage here, bandage on my knees, on my foot, on my hip. And she's like, she's cleaning it. And I'm like, ah, ah. And she's like, ah, and she's like yelling at, yelling at me. <laughs> in her, yeah. yeah. She's like putting alcohol on a deep cut, you know? Yeah, you went from trying to act cool to like, dude, oh, dude. Oh. Yeah, I went from thinking like cool backpacker, solo, Che Guevara, like this whole like motorcycle diaries thing to like an old lady cleaning my cuts and you go, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, and then and I, but, but yo, I, this part is pretty, uh, I'm very proud of myself because I got back on the bike and dude, I was asking people, like I was talking to her. I'm like, I was saying, she's like, where are you going? Or what's, what's your journey or whatever? I'm saying Dalat. And when I said Dalat, she's like, oh, Dalat, like really long. And Vietnam's an amazing place to be lost without language because their language um, is, it uses Latin letters. So Google Translate. Uh, you can type things that are on signs, and you'll 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 understand. You know, yeah. like you can translate. Uh, unlike in China, way. unlike in China or any other place yeah. where they don't use it. So it, we we had like Google Translate conversations, and she was saying things like "dalat," no, no, like she's pointing to my cuts and being like "dalat," like still very far, very far. 
I did. I was spo- it was supposed to be a six-hour trip. I ended up getting to Dalat maybe at 12.30 or 1 a.m. at night, like 13 hours later. Uh-huh. So oh. like double the amount of hours. Double the amount. I learned so many lessons. I, like, it was truly the, like, a painful but like a real orientation and learning. Like, I never hit the brakes too hard now. I'll, you know, like, I learned all the worst possible ways, like taking wrong turns and all that. When I finally, when I finally arrived in Dalat, Dalat is really mountainous, so you start going up. And of course, I'm so poorly prepared. It's actually chilly. Like, it's cold in Dalat. And it started, oh it, it started raining. Dude, it started oh, raining. No. I'm now all my cuts and bandages are getting wet and soggy. And I'm trying to like, oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm literally like, I swear my teeth are like this. Oh, <laughs> dumb and dumber. <laughs> dumb and dumber. Like pee in my, my own shorts and be like, ah. <laughs> uh, so so as, as I was getting there, it was raining, dude. It was horrible. Like, it was so bad that I got off my bike, removed the tarp that I had on my bag, and put on a sweater and drove with a sweater that obviously got soaked immediately. But like the sweater mm. kept me somewhat warm. And I was looking at the map being like, only three more hours. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. Oh my God. There's no there's no tourism uh, like the, it, other than getting to a city that has like a city there's not many things along the way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's villages. It's not like I can, uh, whatever, I can spend my night here on this spot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like point 0.1 or point yeah. 0.2. There's no 1.5. Yeah. And of course, I learned never underestimate how long something is going to take. Leave early in the morning, not like in the afternoon. Yeah. Like I, I learned a lot of these lessons. When I find, man, when you get to Dalat, it's such a beautiful town. It's a French colony, so they even have like a, from what I remember, I could be making this up, but there, I remember there being a replica Eiffel Tower. <clears throat> and there's, a, there's a really big lake as you enter. It's all couples in those like, those like you know those boats that you pedal that look like a swan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. So you, when you, you go up the mountain for so long, and I saw a dude take a huge accident, a huge motorcycle accident coming down the mountain when I was going up. Like I saw it happen. And it really shook me. Like the dude fell really, really bad, but he had friends with him. I just stood there and watched like, yo, motorcycles are no joke, you know? Yeah. Vietnamese, Vietnamese guy. You're like, why so, am I doing this again? Yeah, why am I doing this? I, so when you finally arrive to the last, it's like this. Like there's a mountain, you get to the top, and then you look down onto the town. And mm-hmm. it's so yeah. fucking beautiful. I don't know. It, it could be the ecstasy of like, oh my God, I've survived. I've like, I've like, I was literally the ecstasy in me was so high. Like, I fucking made it. I fucking made it. <laughs> the town looked, I was like, this is the most beautiful city in the world. This is the most, this is it. Like, yeah. I've seen the best. Uh, but I do remember it being very pretty though, even objectively. Yeah, then I went and I found the place that I wanted to stay that night. I found like a backpacker hostel. I stayed there. But you can imagine like me turning up with all these bandages at 2 a.m. Like, Do you guys have a mattress, please? <laughs> Somewhere to sleep. Yeah. But then I made it. And for the rest of the journey, I didn't have any like serious accidents or anything like that. But the cuts and the bandages really messed me up for the whole the mm. next two weeks, two, three weeks until I got to Hanoi. They were an issue like I had to keep changing bandages and all that. So, so, so that is all. After many, I eventually stayed, I made it up to Hanoi. My, my 
my plan was I'd go to Hanoi and then maybe I'll explore the rural villages north of Hanoi. Then I'll take the motorbike first back to Thailand. And then, you know, by, by, the, time, by, by the time I reach Hanoi, I'm like, get this fucking bike off of me now. Like, dude, I'm taking a flight. Yo, this ain't happening. <laughs> How funny would it be if I hadn't clicked record? <laughs> Hilarious. It'd be like, Mo, can you retell that one again? <laughs> right from the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little, a little more oomph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like Bruno. Bruno, when he tells those dudes to, uh, to celebrate, and he goes, yeah. more exciting, more excited. <laughs> Yeah, say hello to Austria Gay TV. Um, gay TV. Yeah, what have you guys game? recently rewatched this or something? No, no, it's just epic. <laughs> it's just oh, buried yeah. deep in there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys have any questions? Questions about my story? Like follow up? Like, hey, what was it like when? <laughs> it doesn't sound like that. Did you make any good friends along the way? I'm amazing friend, honestly, really, really. Uh, yeah, good them. answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in in the villages, when you get there's there's a town called Matrang, and there's a town called uh, Hue. If you stay in any hostel long enough, someone on a bike who's just before you will have arrived, or someone who's been there who's about to take off will be there. Mm. You know. Mm. So there were several towns where I met a group uh, of people. There's um, Two, two Dutch, one Italian. Can't even remember their faces anymore. That's so weird. But um, yeah, I remember like we'd be like, "Oh, let's go to the next town together," and we drive together. You know, mm, we have like a motor cool. motorbike gang from one town to another. But to be fair, they kind of like slowed me down. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a free spirit. <laughs> <I'm> a... <laughs> I, ho I hope you have a good picture of you with the bike or something like that, so we can. Uh... I do. I do. I have. I have a picture of me on the bike, uh, in in Dalat, the first town that I arrived to. Oh, right after the injury. Um, right after the injury. If I'm not mistaken, I might be my left side, but if if you can see parts of my right side, it will hundred percent have bandages on it. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think I've seen a picture like that. Yes. Yeah. Great. We so, could use it. Yeah, but. FYI for the listeners, the picture that I will share with you guys, mm. um, it was, there's a girl who's sitting on the back of the bike with me. I, I, can't remember, I can't remember what her name was, who she is, but I remember the moment the photo was taken. It was like, it was this hostel that had lots of people and I was getting on the bike and I was, t I just told like a dude, like, yo, take a picture, take, take a picture of me on, on the bike. I want to look cool, you know? And like the girl was like, oh, picture, can I get on? And I'm like, yeah, okay. And she got on and I'm like, take a picture. But like never spoke to her again. Like, I have no idea who she is. So she just posed for the camera with no. you and that was it. Does this story sound fishy like I'm trying to hide something? It sounds so <laughs> fake. It sounds like she was like your long lost love, but you guys left on bad terms. So <laughs> now you're going to be like, I don't even know her. Like at one moment, at one point, you guys were driving across the country together. <laughs> and another, you were like, oh, I don't know her. I, mean, I, I believed you. I didn't know you were faking it. 
No, it's a hundred percent a true story. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Mo has started screen sharing. Mo, what are you doing? Oh, whoa! Can you guys see? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see you're can wearing you shoes in? now. You can you can see I've learned my lesson. Yeah, you got the shoes okay. on. Okay. So, so and the you shorts, have no, no idea who this girl is. No idea. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Back and oh, now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, I, I, it's liked by beautiful lentil. Yeah, Jamil liked it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to catch the video version of this Zoom recording, it will be posted very soon on our YouTube channel. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram. Isra and I are always posting relatable and funny content for you to enjoy. And as always, we'll catch you on the flip side.